Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Bull. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilizing a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth's Melbourne's weekly program on 3CR. As always, we're coming to you live from the studio in Fitzroy and I would like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. My name is Megan and co-hosting with me today is the wonderful M. Gayfar. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be back. Yeah, it's exciting to see you week after week. Yep, I'm glad to be part of the Dirt Radio team. Uh, can't wait till you're you're running the running the show. Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. So this year at Friends of the Earth, we're celebrating 45 years of resistance. That's 45 years we've been mobilising communities, resisting the oppressive forces of patriarchy and capitalism, and transforming our future to be one where rivers flow free from source to sea. And today on the show, we will be having an update on what's been happening in the Murray-Darling. It's been a couple of months since we've uh, heard from the community up there on Dirt Radio. Um, And so today we'll be talking about everything that's happened since the fish kills, what what are major parties promising um, in the election, is it going to be enough to save the river? Plenty has been happening um, and we're looking forward to catching up on it all. That's coming up after this community service announcement. On March 16, the Sentani region of Jayapura in West Papua was hit by massive flooding and landslides, killing at least 89 people, with more than 6,000 people evacuated from their home. 74 people are missing and 159 have been injured. This disaster is the result of torrential rain coupled with devastations of the mountains, also poor waste management, polluting and clogging waterways, leading to flash flooding and mudslides. At this time, West Papuan people need your help more than ever. Help us. Reach our goal to raise $10,000 to provide emergency supplies, food, first aid, nappies, baby food and milk formula. All money raised will go directly to Yayasan Abdi Budaya Nusantara a foundation facilitating the evacuation camp in Sentani, West Papua. Donate online at https chafforg project flood relief for West Papua. West Papuan people need you. It's time to help and don't make them feel alone. Welcome back. So uh, as the uh, River Country Coordinator of Friends of the Earth, I have had the pleasure of going up to the Menindee community a couple of times this year and three or four times over the last year. Um, 
And up there, the Darling River is um, at a standstill. It's just a series of stagnant pools. And of course, over summer, we saw millions of fish, millions of fish dying um, in those tragic fish kills. Uh, So first up today, we've got a little clip from Uncle Badger Bates, who is a Barkindji elder and has spent much of his life campaigning for the river to be saved uh, and for his culture to be saved with it. Take a listen. Hello, I'm, uh, my name's Badger Bates. I'm a Barker Wimbiger from the Barker of Wilcannia. I'm a Diamond River black person from Wilcannia. Uh, my connections and my people's connection to the river is we call ourselves Barker, we just mean we Darling River black people from the Darling River. We take our name Barkindji from the river. So the river, the Darling River, or the Barker as we like to call it, is very special to us. It's, it's our mother, it's our lifeblood, and without the Barker, we are nothing, we don't even claim to be black people if the bark, if people take the bark from us, we are nothing, we've got no culture, we've got nothing. Why I say this is because when we feeling down, lonely and that, we will go to the river, sit out the river and it sort of heals us. It, there's just something about it, we talk to the river. Then in the river, with all the things in the river, there is a lot of things special, but the most important special thing to us is the Nachi or Rainbow Serpent. That created the river from a long time ago, from where Kulawari, our dream time, dreaming father took uh, a Nachi in the water from a place about 80 k's north of Volcania from a place called Piri Lake. Then he went up the river to where it starts, up near Burke, that's our country, right down to Wentworth. And he met Thinia then as a mudlark, or what we call a peewee. It's like a little bird, like a magpie. And he talked to the Thinia, and he told Thinia to pull a root of a tree out of the ground. And when it pulled the root of the tree out of the ground, Gunawara was singing it, and it because the tree root bends a lot, and when he was singing it, the depression was getting bigger where the root was coming out of the ground and he made the bark of the Darling River. And then what he done then, he poured the water, what he took from Piri Lakes from a mound spring, into the river and it created the river. Then Bondu the Cod also helped create the river. Bondu was there, but soon as the depressed the water hit the river, Bondu jumped in the river and he started to swim and it created the river sort of with, it's sort of like something like the Murray, we got a shared story with the people from the Murray on the Murray River around New Jura and that, and it's called Punti and Nachi. It's the same sort of story just about, okay? So those two rivers to us Barkindji people, they mean a lot because of the dreaming, but also all other rivers in Australia must be protected and must be looked after 
and, and, and respected. The fish that it was mainly the lack of water from what the irrigators taken up the top end and we had a lot of bad water but there's a weir pool and it goes about 42 kilometres from the main weir at Menindi to this weir, what they call Weir 32. And because they didn't have enough water stored away because the government with their stupid Murray-Darling Basin plan was letting water go when it shouldn't have been. And then when we come to the big crisis now in the drought and all that, the fish experts saying that the algae was forming and you get a hot chain and algae coming and you get a cold chain and it just kills everything. And to see our burners get taken away being stressed is very disheartening because the big cod, none of us eat it, we just look after it and it's just like a part of our family and not that we'll eat the young ones but not the real big ones, we just let them go. They reckon that they will save water when they fix all this infrastructure and put more in, but if they put more infrastructure in at Menindi, it's going to wreck the lakes more, they're going to take the water out quicker, and we'll still have nothing. So we just don't want that to happen, and me, I'm 72 years of age, but I also sit on the bark in your native time, and we're saying... No more development on Barkany country around these lakes until you sort your problem out. You were supposed to be the so-called expert. You fix it. Because what we are frightened of now, the Murray River is a big river. But just up from Wentworth, where the Darling, the bark eats the Murray, there's a place called Milurum that's just developing bigger and bigger and bigger. What we are frightened and we don't want to see something happen to the Murray like the Barker. So we're asking everyone to support us, help save the Barker, save these rivers and please look after your river. And that was Badger Bates talking about what's been happening on the Barker. Very sad to see the Barker drying up this year. Um... And with it, the um, the culture that has, it has supported for so long. Today we're talking about the Darling River. We've got Megan here, who is the coordinator for the River Country campaign. You're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR. I'm going to be asking Megan some questions about where the River Country campaign is at at the moment, where it's headed and what we've been up to so far. So thanks for answering some questions today, Megan. Yeah, no worries. So do you want to just give us a quick summary of what what would have even been possible for the fish kills to have taken place? Like a lot's been happening over the fast, past few years that's put the darling in the state that it's in now. Yeah, so what's happened out on the darling um, is a combination of things. Um, as Uncle Badger said, there's just simply not enough water in the river. That's the first thing. Um, and what, what, why is there not, not enough water in the river? We're currently in a drought, or New South Wales is. Um, and it's a, it's a bad drought, but it's not unprecedented. Mm. Um, 
and certainly not at this stage. You know, if the drought continues, that may be the case, but um, with climate change. But at the moment, it's not a bad enough drought to warrant what we've seen. Mm. And so the other reason we there's not enough river in the water is simply because we've taken too much out. Yeah. Um, the rivers have been over allocated for since colonization, since settlement out there. Um, you know, settlers went out there and with an entitlement to the waterways and that continues today. Mm. And so we're seeing the the rivers dry up as a result of that. Mm. Yeah, I guess like with that kind of being the the attitude or the setup from our kind of colonial government's mindset towards rivers in general, but um, how that's having an impact on this particular river. What have we seen come out of the major parties at the moment? Is there anything that's giving you comfort or is that legacy still continuing with both the major parties? Yeah, so there is a point of difference between the major parties on their river policy. Um, The policy as it stands at the moment is the Murray-Darling Basin Plan, um, which when it was introduced in 2012 uh, was not enough. Mm. Uh, The current science of the day said it needed to be almost double or more of what it was to actually Mm. save our rivers. Um, So that's one reason why the rivers aren't being saved. Um, But the other reason is that the implementation of it has failed um, Mm. catastrophically. Um, And that is finally being recognised by both parties. The coalition government has promised to put $70 million into compliance and research into why this has happened, Mm -hmm. which, um, you know, in a $13 billion plan is really a drop in the ocean. Yeah. Um, And, you know, questions remain as to why the $8 billion that we've already spent wasn't enough Mm. and how $70 million will somehow be enough. Um, yeah, it's a worrying number, isn't it? Mm, yeah, like where where did they pull that from? Um, and also it's just more promises of more money when what we need is more water. Yeah. Um, and so you said that money's mostly going into compliance and research and that sort of thing. Is that Do you think that's a, a well-placed direction for the money? Mm, I think the wording was connectivity, compliance and research. Mm-hmm. Um, which are all important aspects of a healthy river system. Yeah. But uh, at this point in the game, I would say it's not going far enough. Yeah. Um, and Labor has promised to um, to overrule the states on the basin plan to try and get it back on track, mm-hmm. which is a... Um, a good sign, it's a good movement Mm -hmm. because over the last year or through the full implementation of the plan, uh, the federal government has always tried to keep the states on side um, and states have kind of threatened to blow up the plan uh, if they don't get what they want, which is all the water. (laughs) Um, And so the Labor government has acknowledged that it actually does have the power to overrule the states and it may just need to do that. Yeah, and so what does getting the plan back on track look like for Labor? Is that going back to those first recommendations and actually, you know, listening to the science of the basin plan or is it, you know, still not meeting up to what needs to be done? Um, I would say at this stage it wouldn't be enough. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at reviewing the plan in its entirety. 
and increasing that um, the water recovery target. Um, but within the limited uh, things that the original plan could have delivered on, um, Tony Burke has promised to uh, incorporate climate change into the plan, which the plan failed to recognise climate change at the yeah. time it was made. Um, and obviously that's a big factor. Yeah, it seems like a bit of an oversight. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in 2012. Yeah. 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 Well, so I guess, yeah, I mean, you know, work to be done, but seems like at least there is a little bit more um, acknowledgement from Labor that there there is something that needs to shift in the way that the plan's being managed at the moment. And, you know, River Country's been doing some really important sort of work in this space, trying to get the politicians to commit to um, more outcomes for the Murray-Darling Basin and the Darling River in particular. So what is the River Country campaign's asks for this coming election and in general? Mm. Well, we have uh, we have a number of asks at the moment uh, because it's such a big, complex issue. Yeah. Um, and first and foremost is just to support the communities, the people out there that have no water. Yeah. Um, so actually right now the Darling River is trickling down from the top. Wow. Um, it's at it's at Tilpa and it's just past the Tilpa Weir, which is probably four hours uh, north of Menindee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunately not likely to be enough water to make it all the way down to the bottom, um, but at least it's providing some relief to the communities further up. Yeah. Um, but given that they don't have river, uh, we want the we want the government to supply filtration systems so that people can have safe drinking water. Mm. Um, and communities from Adelaide and from Sydney have been trucking water out off their own back. Yeah. Um, for months now, and the government should be supporting them with this. This is just an amazing grassroots action. Uh, where semi-trailer loads and semi-trailer loads of bottled water is being sent to people who need it, um, and the government isn't supporting it. So we want we want to see support for that, um, and we also want to see the government um, potentially compulsorily acquire water um, where it needs to. You know, if if there is water being held upstream. Now would be a great time to release it into the river while it's starting to flow and it'll push the water that um, is naturally in there or that it remains in the river mm. um, to to go as far as it can. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even sure if there um, there's an embargo on that water. So people could potentially be pumping that water. Yeah, right. Right now, you know, when really it needs to go as far as it can. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, we also need to see the findings of the South Australian Royal Commission implemented. Mm-hmm. So they had 150-odd recommendations that would help um, bring the river back to life and bring the plan back on track. We would like to see those um, supported and implemented. Mm-hmm. Um, and just make sure we're getting as much water as possible back through the plan. Yeah. Yeah, well, that sounds like there's um, a lot of work to be done and a lot to be asked. Is there anything else that you that we might have missed in this interview that you wanted to let listeners know before we wrap things up? Well, if um, if this has sparked any interest out there, um, get in touch. 
We have semi-regular meetings, so it's best to best just to get in touch with me directly. I'll put my uh, details in the show notes today, my email address, or via Facebook. Uh, check out the River Country Campaign Facebook page, um, and we're also going to have an action on Thursday where we're going to project, um, do a projection onto a building in Melbourne CBD, so keep your eyes out for that. Okay, great. And we'll give a bit more of the details for that when we do our event announcements in the next little bit of the show. Thanks so much for answering those questions today, Megan, and uh, good luck with the rest of the campaign. Ah, It's a pleasure. No worries. The 3CR Radiothon is fast approaching. And this year, we're asking you to power Radical Radio. That's right. It's with your support that we're able to be independent, community-controlled and focused on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon powers the station to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference and all donations over $2 are tax-deductible. 3CR Radiothon 2019. June the 3rd to the 16th. Power Radical Radio. You're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR. This is M. I'm here co-hosting with Megan today. And we've been chatting all about the Murray-Darling Basin and the decline of the Darling River and what River Country and the community are doing to save the river. Now, of course, if you missed that interview or any of our shows, you can always catch up on a podcast. Those are available from 3cr.org.au slash dirt radio. And coming up next month is the 3CR Radiothon, Power Radical Radio. It's coming up between the 3rd and the 16th of June. Um, and we'll be asking, along with all the other shows, to help raise money to feed Radical Radio. Another way you can help out is to subscribe. Uh, it's $30 for a concession or a pension, $75 waged, and $150 for solidarity, band, or organization. Um, coming up at Friends of the Earth is uh, tonight, Northeast Link Project Submissions Drive. The Northeast Link proposal will waste $16.5 billion of public money, which could be spent on public transport solutions. The night will cover the myriad of reasons why the road should not go ahead. Join us for a mass submission drive as we say, rethink the Northeast Link. And tomorrow, the 15th of May, from 4 pm at Friends of the Earth, we'll have the Sending Love to Yaliri banner and letter session. That one's being put on by the ACE Anti-Nuclear Collective. So they've been supporting traditional owners opposed to the Illyri uranium mine for over 40 years. But recently, in a secretive and highly political move, the Morrison government has approved the controversial Illyri uranium project just before the election. So come along to that event on Wednesday and help us demand the end to uranium mining. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to have a pre-election projection this uh, Thursday, the 16th of May at 6.30. The location is still to be announced, so keep your eyes on Facebook uh, for where we will be projecting images of the fish kills and the dry riverbed 
um, on Melbourne's iconic buildings. And that's just about all we have time for today. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Dirt Radio on 3CR. Coming up next, we've got the Curry Survival Show, so stick around for that. So that's it for the show. Thanks so much, Megan. Oh, thank you, Em. It was a pleasure. Great. We'll see you next week. Yep. And taking us out today, we've got Cry My Darling by Neil Murray.